Hello once again for our second installment of the Living a Whole Christian Life podcast. My name is Dr. Jim Schrader, and I'm excited to be back with you today, another edition here, as we really begin to start to dive into the meat of the mission, the meat of the book. And again, uh, much of the content from this podcast is taken from the book Holiness, The Unified Pursuit of Health, Harmony, Happiness, and Heaven, which can be found on Amazon or on my website at james-schrader.com. Just to briefly review a little bit about myself, I am a married father of eight kids, ranging in ages from 15 all the way down to two. It's a busy place around here for sure. Always something interesting going on, always something to reflect on. I'm also a pediatric psychologist in my day job. I work at Easter Seals Rehabilitation Center in Evansville, Indiana. Been there for about three or four years. It's a wonderful place to be. I mean, we work with all sorts of kids and just adults and families with many different kinds of difficulties for many walks of life. I'm also a training director of the Predoctoral Internship and Postdoctoral Fellowship. So life is busy, and I welcome all of you back who've listened to the uh, first podcast, the introduction, and excited to bring to you our second podcast today, again, entitled Living a Whole Christian Life. So I want to go back to where we ended the last time, and it was really an experience that I had years ago in the forest. If you listened to that previous podcast, it was an experience that seemed very typical at the time. Uh, it was just a camping trip with my oldest kids and my friend Steve and his kids. And we went out hiking and camping overnight, and it seemed rather typical, something I had done almost maybe in the hundreds of times before in my life. But by the time it was over, as you heard the last time, it seemed rather extraordinary. And there was this burning, burning inside of me just to let go of all that I had heard and felt and seen and experienced. And that was the beginning of the story last time that will, in many ways, frame our discussion throughout this podcast, throughout the book itself, as we come back to finding just extraordinary meaning in ordinary life. So today we're going to do a little bit of an intro around just holiness itself. And again, I speak of holiness as in WH holiness, the sense that when we really strive for holiness, we're striving for wholeness. And But I think before we even go and before we even start to introduce this idea, I want to talk about kind of three particular patterns of life that we often find ourselves stuck in. We find ourselves just not sure what to do. And I think so many of us at different points in our life, I know that I've felt this many times, find ourselves in one or more of these patterns of life. The first pattern, the first trap, whatever we want to call it, is what we call the chronically anxious life. This is the life where it just seems that there's one worry to the next and that worries string themselves across days and weeks and, and many times months and years and so on. And we find ourselves constantly in a state of just nervousness, on edge, many times about things that aren't even that significant, sometimes about things that are quite significant, but we can never really let go of that anxiety. And yet here's the challenge on this particular life. You know, we, we many times have heard those of us raised in a Christian um, life, Christian household, that the most repeated phrase in the Bible is, do not be afraid, or something very similar to that. And yet, often we're left with, dear Lord, I mean, I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to be nervous, but I don't know what to do. I, you know, even at times, depending on where you're li- at in your faith life, you may try to, as you heard before, give it up to God or do other things, and yet you just feel chronically anxious. And you wonder why. Because, you know, we're promised this idea that we don't need to fear when we put our faith, put our trust in God, and yet we find ourselves constantly afraid of many things. So the chronically anxious life is something that I think all of us find ourselves in places. 
The second is what I would call the rutted life, or actually being in the rut of life. It's that you feel like you're kind of going through the motions over and over again. I, I talked to somebody recently about this idea, and she just described the sense, you know, I wake up in the morning, I eat breakfast, you know, I go to work, and, you know, I, I come home from work, and I eat dinner, and I kind of go through the motions, and, you know, I get ready for bed, and I feel like I recreate it. And instead of seeing that as something that, instead of feeling a sense of joy or a sense of newness, I think many of us kind of echo um, what she was saying, which is that we kind of feel in this rut of life. We're promised this extraordinary existence. And, you know, Pope Francis and others say that we are God's masterpiece, and yet we just kind of feel stuck in a rut. We feel anything but a masterpiece, and we certainly don't feel like life itself sometimes is a masterpiece. And so we go through the motions, um, looking for inspiration, looking for looking for something to really move us. And it's not that at times we don't find that, but we often find ourselves falling back into this rutted life. The third life that we often live is what we call the disconnected life. And the disconnected life is this idea that life seems to be a lot of different parts. Somewhat related to the rutted life, we've got the part at work, and we've got the part at home with our kids, and we've got the part in transit, and we've got parts of particular responsibilities and all sorts of things. And life just seems to be somewhat of a composite of parts. You know, again, we, we know that out there somewhere is this image and likeness of God. That it's everything in our being. And it seems sometimes like we're just putting parts together each day. And by the end of the day, we look back and we wonder, was that really our life? Or were I just, was I just segmenting things together to get me to the end of the day? And so there's this disconnection that we often feel between all the different things that we're involved with. Of course, it's just one person we feel different. We don't feel as if it's an integrated whole being the way that we, the way that we really want, I think, the way that we desire. So, where, you know, for those of you listening out there, wherever you find yourself at times, I certainly found myself in all three of these at different points in my life, whether it's kind of the chronically anxious life, whether it's the rutted life, whether it's the disconnected life. You know, where we're headed here with this podcast and this whole idea of living, again, a whole Christian life is to recognize that, in fact, none of those three things are true and necessarily have to be true. It's not the times we're going to be worried. Of course, anxiety and emotion is part of life, and we celebrate that. You know, that's not the idea to deny that. And sometimes we're going to be in a rut, and that's fine. And sometimes we're just not going to feel real connected. But we certainly, the promises of our faith, we are promised so much more. And even no matter where you find yourself in your faith life, whether you're just kind of discerning or whether you consider yourself really ardent in your faith, I think that we all recognize there's something much more. So as we go further, I think that it's important to kind of recognize and think about where am I at here and what are potential ways that I can co-partner with God to not feel this way? One of the themes, as you heard in the subtitle of my book, is that this idea of wholeness is really also a unified pursuit of health, harmony, happiness, and ultimately heaven, right? It's this idea that we strive for these things, not even in and of themselves, although, of course, health and harmony and happiness bring us much joy many times, much richness or promise. But if we really believe in the idea of wholeness, it's that we're looking to integrate all of this. Um, we're looking for a, a way in which this can come together. And the interesting thing about it is that, unfortunately, in our lives, and we don't mean to do this, this happens in secular research, this happens in personal experiences, it's hard for us many times to see how are these things fully integrated, 
Brian. Years ago, this is um, going on probably 15 or 16 years ago, I recognized that my health was already declining. You know, I had I had recognized that my blood pressure was increasing. I was feeling dizzy at times. I was feeling, you know, kind of headaches, other things. I was convinced, honestly, that I had a brain tumor or that something was really wrong. And so I went through all these tests and all of this. I was chronically anxious. Clearly, that's where I was falling trap at that time. Well, everything came back saying I was fine, but I certainly didn't feel fine at all. And I, in fact, my primary care physician at the time said, you know, here's a prescription of Zoloft. And I thought, you know what? I think you're right. I think I am probably just really anxious. Here again, you know, I'm a psychologist, right? It's kind of humbling to recognize that no matter who you are, you can find yourself in places you don't want to be, even if it involves your own profession. And I remember very distinctly him handing me that prescription. And I said to him, you know, you're probably right. That's probably what I need the most. But I think there's something else out there. I think there's probably more that I haven't even begun to tap into. And so I'm going to wait to take that. I I might come back. I might come back a week later, but I'm going to wait to take that for now because I think there's something more. I think there's much more to discover that I'm missing that really could bring me a greater sense of peace. And so I did. I walked away from that appointment and we'll talk much more about that throughout this year and kind of just some realizations at the time that I had no idea. Just, you know, I thought I was healthy, of course, and I really wasn't. And I thought I was at harmony with people and myself, and I really wasn't. But what I did come to learn really slowly over time is that we often compartmentalize our problems. In the next podcast, we'll give you very specific examples of how this happens. I don't think we realize it most of the time. But what we do is instead of seeing ourselves as one being— with multiple expressions, we often see ourselves as different parts. Well, I guess they're all part of one being, but we don't recognize how that is. And these four dimensions I really speak of are the physical dimension, the psychological dimension, the social dimension, and the spiritual dimension, right? If you think about it, you know, there's this idea, the beautiful idea I mentioned in the previous podcast, that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And I know that for some of you listening, you may say, I'm not even sure I'm there yet. I get you. I understand, actually. I, you know, sometimes that spiritual experience is maybe just kind of very ambiguously transcendent. I, I don't know what it is. And depending on, again, how religious you are, you may have different things, ideas. But if we all step back, we actually all transcend our physicality many times. But Let's think about this. We are all four dimensions of expression. We are a physical, psychological, social, and ultimately spiritual dimensions. And the real argument of 2,000 years of Christianity is that the more whole we become, the more integrated we become with all of these and all of these modes of expression, the more that we fully will realize the presence of God and the image and likeness of God in our lives. And so what I really believe without even knowing is that so many of us, myself included, but many of you listening, may not even recognize that what you're striving for is you're striving for a sense of wholeness that you just haven't experienced. A sense of wholeness that kind of escapes you. I mean, if I'm really honest, like you're like, you may be thinking, what is he talking about? A sense of wholeness. You're striving a sense of greater unity, greater sense of wholeness with, again, that image and likeness of God. So when you feel anxious, you start to begin to realize that that anxiety doesn't just affect the psychological dimension, right? It has physical outcomes. Of course, we know anxiety causes all sorts of physical outcomes if not dealt with effectively, whether it's stomach aches or headaches or 
muscle tension or pain or unexplained. There's all sorts of unexplained things that happen. So the reality is, whether we like it or not, we are integrated beings. But the challenge is we have to catch up with the reality, right? And so if we look at ourselves in a compartmentalized way, well, unfortunately, that's not the way we were created. And so we're going to miss so many different opportunities to go closer, not only in a spiritual life, to grow deeper and more peaceful, but also just in our everyday lives, right? And so if we truly believe this about ourselves, it only makes sense that everything we do should be geared towards the idea of wholeness. So the goal of this podcast as we move forward, I want to talk about just a few goals that I have. And the first is I want to take on this idea of wholeness, not just from a theological, spiritual, religious standpoint, whatever you would say, but I also actually take this on throughout the book and throughout the podcast in a very secular research kind of way. Here's the really amazing thing. There is actually thousands and thousands of studies to support what we're going to go through this idea of a sense of wholeness and integration that not only supports overall health and well-being and harmonious nature, but also a greater sense of peace. And something I want to share with everybody here about that idea of a greater sense of peace. Years ago, they did a series of studies and they asked people through polls, what is that you desire the most in your life? What do you really, really crave the most in your life? You know, is it fame? Is it finances? I mean, being wealthy? Is it you know, having a good job is having great relationships. What is it in your life that you want the most? And you know what's so interesting? Many of the things I described, you know, again, whether it's health or, or just good relationships, came back as definitely strong things that we want. But one rose to the top over and over in these studies. And that one thing was, I want a peace of mind. I want to feel at peace no matter what's going on in my life. I just, I want a peace of mind. And so there's actually a lot of research that indicates that the search for wholeness isn't just good in all aspects of our lives, but it's even much better in creating that sense of peace. So we're going to look at this idea of holiness with the WH through the lens of, again, our theology, our theological, spiritual, religious understanding. We're going to look at it through the lens of secular research. And then we're also going to look at it through the lens of personal experiences, and not just my personal experiences, but those who have come to know personally or those who have come to know through my own reading and just um, other ways. There's just an amazing array of really testaments to this if we take the time to consider. The second thing I wanted to say about this podcast is that although we will be sharing lots of ideas and I will certainly be talking about ways I think that Um, we can go forward in life and improve things. It's not intended to be a prescriptive podcast. Um, It's not intended to say, oh, here's step one, two, three on your way to wholeness. Because the reality is that although there are key aspects of holiness with a WH um, that we all share, each person has to identify where they're called to be in their lives, right? They have to really connect with God in a sense of who I'm called to be. In fact, that Thomas Merton once said, the only thing that matters or the most important thing that matters is being who God calls you to be. And that's really what it takes to be whole because your wholeness and my wholeness may not look the same in many ways. But if we're striving to be who God calls us to be, we will achieve that sense of wholeness. So this podcast and the book itself is not intended to be prescriptive, but rather a reflective, thought-provoking look um, as we all consider this unique journey, this, this unique journey in general. 
The third thing is that the podcast itself is really meant to challenge you. You know, I certainly will come at it through a very empathetic um, way because I've experienced so many challenges myself and certainly want to be supportive in all the journeys. But I also think that we owe it to ourselves to challenge some of the things that we've come to accept or the notions that we have that actually might be really counterproductive, right? Why else Why else would we even enter into this? If we just want to be completely affirmed um, that everything we're doing is great, then why even listen to the podcast in the first place? You can just listen to yourself. So I really, for those of you listening, you know, again, there's going to be times I think that you may not necessarily even love the things I'm saying, or you feel kind of like I'm not you know, understanding where you're coming from, although I really promise that it will make much of an attempt. But our goal is to challenge ourselves. And challenge because there's so much joy when we find ourselves open to a new place, a new dimension that we've never known, but always has been there. The fourth of the goal is I, I really want to acknowledge the trends, and I certainly will talk about the trends that exist um, just in our society today. But, and you can be promised of this, I will always prioritize the four H's, health, harmony, happiness, and heaven, in the sense that that is the ultimate goal we're searching for. That is the full, whole integration. Anything that's different than this, we certainly will talk about, but health, harmony, happiness, and heaven is where we strive for, and everything else is second rate. And finally, I just want to say that there is no topic here that I'm going to try to stray away from. You know, it might be a sensitive topic, or it might be, um, you know, a boring topic. I mean, honestly, I find that many times the most difficult publishing to do isn't around the controversial topics. I mean, I've written enough articles to know they, they really kind of love that sometimes because they call it clickbait. But it's actually the everyday topics. Those are the ones sometimes that are really difficult to get people to publish because they seem so mundane. They seem so maybe boring. But, oh, they are just incredibly important and incredibly rich with so much. And so in the end of the day, we're all in the search. And I hope that you'll just continue to join me each week as we go in search of what does it mean to be holy with a WH, right? The unified pursuit of health, harmony, happiness, and heaven. And for that, I will say goodbye tonight. Be holy, be holy.